0: Um, the, the foot is on Triple M. The weekend is here. Oh, I like it. And so is Triple M Footy. do hey, does me love it. I just want to say I've got a pretty good feeling about this. For Kogan
1: Mobile. Switch to Kogan Mobile for $2.90 for 30 days with a big 20 gig of data. This is the Friday Hull.
0: For Ream Hot Water and McDonald's.
2: Triple M rocks footy. Oh, getting to the pointy end of the season. We are under the roof of Marvel. Brisbane Lions playing for a spot in the top four. The Saints playing for a spot in the top eight. hope you've had a fantastic week. We aim for it to get better over the next hour and 50 minutes as we lead up to this massive game. Friday huddle, locked and loaded. rough Roughhead to join us from the Saints. Chiefs bringing his quiz. The cult hero, Zach Dawson, played three clubs. Looking forward to having a chat with him. Matt Gadinsky, music guru, is in the box to take a bit of a different bent on what's happening around town. Nate's got his top five, and as always, well... He previously was the biggest name in the Darcy household, but now he might be the second biggest name. The captain of the ship, Luke Darcy, joins us. Hello to you, Darcy. How are
0: you? Good to be with you, Howie. And you can just get that field finals a couple of weeks away. We've got live games uh, every week, every match you turn up to. A very exciting finish to the year, Howie. Couldn't be happier.
2: Uh, the big Chiefs here, 1254 himself, uh, looking resplendent. Hello to you, Jason.
1: Good evening, gentlemen. Looking forward to this one. Looking forward to another...
3: Friday evening in good company.
1: Uh, Nathan Brown's here, fresh off the slopes, the ski bunny
2: himself. Uh, good head of hair on him tonight as well. Hello to you, Nathan.
3: I love Friday nights because I get to spend time with four people that I consider friends, and I spend time with you guys outside of uh, the commentary box as well. So I always look forward to Friday night, and I can't wait for the night again, Jim. We're all positive start of the show. Positive, we're yeah. just yeah. trying
2: to turn things around. It's we're just start. sort of June, July. we just got a bit <laughs> mired
0: in the negative, I think. But I get equally unnerved by... Toxic positivity, yeah, too. That's, I mean, that's a term I didn't know existed until recently, and I'm feeling a little bit that way today. <laughs> Damo's here. He's
2: always uh, positive I'm, about the
4: world, aren't you, Damo? I'm, Hello to you. Just watching Daisy Pierce do the walk and talk with Lockie Neal out in the uh, Marvel Stadium surface out there, Harry, I, I thought you'd painted the uh, no. walk and talk with footballers on uh, the Fox footy coverage on your Saturday coverage. This no, weekend. I'm sure Daisy
0: does a far better job than I,
4: but it's I nice you, to bring I know people... I will be unhappy. Brian. Brian? Yeah, yeah Brian.
0: Oh, oh. If you're thinking about <laughs> someone having a patent on the walk <laughs> and talk... That's Bristol territory. <laughs> well,
2: people claim. You know, actually, for me, the first person to ever do the walk and talk is Martin Brundle on the Formula One grid, and he's yeah. been doing it for thirty years, Chief. So, when is it that long say, he's been doing it? Yeah, people say yeah. that you know someone's ripping off someone, etc. Martin Brundle,
0: and no one man has really cared until he stuffed it up at the uh, US Grand. Prix. Yes, yeah. well, yeah, when he really...
2: when he got a bit of stick from uh, some people <laughs> that weren't prepared to speak to him, um, the Saturday. I, I told you there'd be cutaways. I thought you dressed beautifully. You had a <laughs> yeah. nice shirt on, a nice jumper. Beck looked fantastic. How was the day for
0: Sam's debut? Because it was all positive. It was brilliant. Ah, oh, that no, was a special day, Howie. No um, question about it. It was uh, exciting to be there. A little more nerve-wracking than I thought. And, you know, when the first ball bounced, you suddenly uh, realised that uh, you know, young lads out there. But it was it was it was a beautiful couple of days. So nice to see him play his first game. Clearly, they would. I'd love to have won, but it uh, wasn't to be the case. Chief, yep. you called it on Fox. Yep. How did
2: you view him from a... Uh analyst perspective? Thought he looked great.
1: Very, uh, very aggressive in going for his marks. Uh, We know how important intercept marking is in the game, and certainly the dogs are looking for something like that. He he kind of had that freedom to do it as well, because I think he was encouraged to do it. He had good support around him. And once he clunked a couple, uh, he he was off and running. I thought it was a terrific debut. I
2: really enjoyed that. It was a nice positive chat around Darcy last week. We all pumped him up. And then Chief went into commentary, and I was listening to Fox, and I thought, now this is going to be Chief pumping Sam up, pumping the Darcy family up. And then the chief rob with it. The chief shot. And here's Darcy.
1: First touch for the debutante. A huge round of applause, yep. Sam Darcy. He's already one more possession than his father had on debut again. <laughs> <laughs> Were we not supposed to bring that up? Scrambled away and. So, well, Law back into the lineup, takes the mark. We we're a dollar ten, too. we day for your Gaz pay. belly yeah.
3: laughing in the
1: back, too. <laughs> Gaz, Gaz did <laughs> like it. I thought Jerry
4: Seinfeld was <laughs> in the box the way uh, the Lone Wolf reacted. I, I wasn't to that. aware of that, but I read about that on news.com. Uh, and, headline. and the report said Chief Savage does. Yes, well, now, now that I've heard it, I, I think. That was a valid report. We've sure. been
1: running with this for two years on Triple M. Street. I know we, are. we <laughs> joke about it nearly every week, and all of
3: a sudden, some blokes picked it up and savage said, You've got savage. another two weeks' worth of stats to go with. <laughs> Getting correct, correct. Game. correct. But howie, what yes. I want to point out, yes. and you you did mention that there was a lot of cutaways of. Yes. Was there was always least, going to be at least fifteen for the game. And it was the Darcy <laughs> family. Cutaways. Yeah. But. You made mention of his jumper mm. last week. He had a nice a knit. new knit on. Mm. It sort of had the piping down mm. there. There was three bits of piping, mm. and it was a it was a black number, mm. right? So that was Friday night. Mm. So I went to the president's function on the Saturday. So mm. it was the Bulldogs, 25 years since the last game. And our man represented – First time Nate's
0: been invited back, by the way. which was <laughs> nice. yeah. Yeah. And
3: our man was up the front. But I just, I just noticed something a little bit similar to the Friday night. What was that? I think he'd gone out, and for the occasion, he'd got two jumpers exactly. <laughs> the same, one different colour. So he had a black one, he had a nice cream number, because it had the three bits of piping. So Two for one all week, <laughs> he'd been sitting there thinking, okay, which one am I going to wear Friday night for the function, and which one am I going to wear Saturday? So when am I going to get the camera on me more? I think I like the cream one on myself. He wears a lot of cream, this man. He does. He wore the cream on the Saturday, <laughs> specifically cream. for the event. It, two it, jumpers it, the same, and our man wore them both it well. It
2: sounds to me like a two for one or a Roger David. Double,
0: a double. Uh, <laughs> Roger uh, David. Meticulous planning. <laughs> Were they the same uh, job, But uh, no. surely, <laughs> Duke,
1: if it's good style, what's wrong with having it two lo- different colours? What's the a couple of colours, I, mean, I don't that, get it.
0: That is a very old purchase that I couldn't tell. It was probably purchased by Beck. I went into the cupboard which is, I look good in either colour, Nate. No, no, you don't lie well,
3: Duke.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we had, um, we were very nice last week. The gentleman came in, the fashion man, Nate, by Daniel the name. Patrick. Daniel Patrick. Daniel Patrick, and he yeah. kidders out in gear. You were very happy with your hoodie. I, I thought their gear was very sharp, but I, I must admit, I took my medium T-shirt home. <laughs> And fed income, it went down to my ankles. So (laughs) I don't know what type of size it was.
0: It was ambitious for you to put in
4: a request for a medium. I asked for a
2: small. Damo, my man here, Damo. Yeah, I asked for the the large.
4: And that was very, very large, yes. How did that go? No, I need to put that into the hot wash, Howie, and then put it into a dryer and hope it shrinks (laughs) a couple of sizes. They had big arms on them, didn't they? Yeah, probably not my go, Brownie, at at 51. How many of your arms,
3: Howard, would have fitted into the one sleeve?
2: Six, I reckon six. Hey, you mentioned. Um, I wasn't going with this in the first segment because I didn't think it was first segment worthy. But now, now it's came up. Um, I read yesterday that Michael Jordan has a singlet being auctioned, Chief. I need some support here from you, Chief. A singlet being auctioned from his last year of NBA Finals in nineteen ninety eight. One singlet, the last dance,
4: uh, the last dance singlet. Has
2: he put this up for auction, or someone's got hold of it in there? I'm not sure, but it's being auctioned, and they are expecting for the singlet. So they played the first game away, so it would have been a white singlet for the Bulls. They're expecting for that one singlet five million (laughs) U.S. dollars. Five (laughs) million. Five million. So there was a big press release and on the bottom of the press release uh there was a link to an Australian auction house that was putting out some similar type of gear in the AFL world. So I just want uh I've got three items up for auction. And I want you all to sort of give me a, a number that you'd be prepared to be. Well
4: Brownie's a man on this
2: spice. Well okay. Well, well the first the first the first jumper is a uh, collector's item from round eight, two thousand and five. A game was played at Waverley Park. It was the Western Bulldogs taking on Collingwood. Collingwood led by 10 points at three-quarter time. And then our man, who was playing on Jimmy Clement, cut loose and did this. A chance
0: to kick
1: his fourth goal in the fourth quarter and single-handedly get the Tigers home.
0: A 44% accuracy chance, but he increases the accuracy by running around. He's got four
5: in the last quarter. To a half forward. Drops it on the head of Brown. Very free good. kick. He's got five. in Brown.
6: Look at this. Just turned the game on its head.
2: Ten points down three-quarter time. They wow. won by 35. Described as one of the great individual six minutes in the history of the game. By himself. By himself. Nath, where was the last time you saw that jumper?
3: Uh, I, I couldn't tell you the last right. time when I handed it back to the property. Well, it's it. up for auction at Sotheby's. As we speak, right?
2: What type of number are we prepared to put on it? As, as a first player. of all,
3: you said it was the Western Bulldogs. I played for Richmond. Oh yeah. Richmond, sorry, and yes, you said Richmond. Waverley Park. It was the MCG, <laughs> was it?
0: Yeah, it was around eight, two thousand and five. I yeah. reckon someone would be prepared to part with it. Forty
1: dollars. <laughs> <laughs> that's a reasonable Come transaction. forty dollars. I was going
4: to go one twenty, dust, but you've dropped me with the forty.
1: It's a thousand dollar minimum. A thousand dollars, you think? Surely, a thousand dollars. Surely. Michelle that's...
4: Brown, actually, Michelle Brown will buy. Actually, it back she for put fifteen
3: hundred. Yeah. What,
2: what would you put on to have it on the wall now? Uh,
3: I wouldn't buy it. I don't have any memorabilia on the walls at all, okay. so it's not my go. Okay, so you could give it to the shakers once you bought it back, maybe. I could do that.
1: I mean, yeah. yeah. So we think a thousand. A thousand. Let's not forget, it is a jumper. Where the man wearing it single-handedly won a game off his own boot
4: in this period in time when he was the best player in the game has no, that's value. That's has a, the, the value. So that adds weight to it. Has value. What's point. next?
1: Well, the
2: next, the next is a real surprise because this is a jumper that Das wore in his first game of AFL football. <laughs> now, now before you go into this, this is now a collector's <laughs> time, item. It's timely, right it's now. It's timely isn't it? because yes. you could get the combination with Sam and his first jumper. Oh, yeah. I don't know if we could track could down Dave's first jumper, but this is where. Uh, like you think that he didn't do much in his first game? You said he had no disposals. I'm going to dispel a myth. This is Darcy's first game.
1: Four foots great behind. This is young Darcy. Flips it over
2: the
7: top. Stanfield out of space. Tackled by Burke across the line and a boundary throw-in. Luke Darcy's first disposal in AFL football. Battling with Darcy, who slaps it down for it. Goes short, looking for Darcy. Set him a bit of a task now. Darcy nicely done, then lost it. Battles on, feeds it back to Reynolds.
2: Feeds it back, first disposal. So this whole thing that you've been running with, that he didn't have a
3: touch for his first three
2: games. I said
3: he didn't have a kick for his first well, three games. He had
2: two handballs <laughs> and a tackle, and this started the <laughs> I 226th game. I, I said
3: kick. He's always said kick.
1: I've always said kick. Yeah, you have, but it's 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 evolved to donuts in every category. That's right, well, which you
2: then went with on the television. <laughs> Correct. So I, I think if you can get Darcy's and get Sam's, You've got two of the three. It's a history at the football club. Yep. I think it's getting definitely more than a 1,000. Chief? Not sure about that.
1: You're yeah, very timely given Sam's just made yep. his debut. Yeah. I think that that rises in value big time. Two and a half? Uh, a couple. I think you might get a couple. Okay. Do you know where the jumper is? No idea. Have no, okay. we
3: haven't kept any of that. Two and a half what? Two and a half thousand. <laughs> two and a half thousand. What are you partying with? Um, oh, for that? Yep. Um... The double whammy. I think Sam's probably going to be the, the money maker on that side of the family moving forward. So. I mean, there's no doubt about it. When when uh, you, is, uh, you know. Do you get to cut Luke's out at some point?
1: No, you get only down. get Luke's. Then you have to work yourself because that's not up for auction. Just no. out of interest, Brandy, when you said two and a half, what, what were the other options? <laughs> Dollars. Dollars. <laughs> Yes,
3: good point, Joe.
2: <laughs> now, the third item, I hope you got some money left in your pocket because this is the biggest ticket item on sale at Sotheby's for mine just below Jordan.
3: These,
4: these are all legit sales, aren't these they? These are legit yeah. sales
2: on Sotheby's.com right now, yeah, yeah. probably. Round 7, 1992, we go to May the 2nd. It's a game between Hawthorne and Richmond at Waver oh. and Peter Donegan yes. is going to tell you what's occurring.
7: The only interest in the second half was to whether Dunstall could break Fred Fanning's 45-year-old record of 18 goals. That looked very unlikely when he managed just two in the third quarter to take his tally to 13. But his hopes remained alive in the final term. By the 25-minute mark, Dunstall had 17, but the record equaler eluded him. Nonetheless, it was still one of the great performances of modern-day football, helping Hawthorne to a crushing 79-point win.
2: 17 goals, five. There is no commentary of that game.
1: Lost all its value when I didn't get to
2: 18. Howie, do you know where the jumper is? <laughs> Never clue. Well, it's at Sotheby's.com right how? now.
1: Now, now how I agree. Getting, how are it, they getting these and verifying
2: that they? It's, it's verified. It's been uh, statistically checked out and forensically
0: examined. From what I've been told. Well, it, it, can it, I ask it, a question before we go yes, to value? Yes, were, yep. were you aware that Fred Fanning's record was on the cards? No, you didn't have any clue <laughs> no, at all. That's no. crap. I don't believe that.
2: Yeah, I don't believe no, no, that. It's, it's actually rubbish. fact. You had no idea that no, you had were one away. No. Of the five behind you kicked, were there See, any scissors?
1: I, I grew up in Queensland, remember, so I didn't grow up with the history.
2: Of were, were any no, of the five ones that you look back and think, I oh, probably could have kicked that? I couldn't
4: tell right. you where There's that No was. commentary did, of it. Do you regret no. running down to the back line in the last quarter? No.
1: The, the, you just followed your man. You won, won by worthwhile. 79 points, Chief. Yes, and the man that can show discipline <laughs> oh. <laughs> at all times, not just when you think it should be applied. He's the man you was want to be batting old, with every week. Was it poor old Scotty Turner who yep. wore the back yeah. yeah. those poor well, old tickets? Straight
2: away, I'm walking in and putting 10,000 oh, up. Minimum, straight away. Minimum 10. Yep. And if he broke the record, though, Damo, oh. then it's worth it. Now, what are we talking? Then it's are big. we talking a six figure? I'd hunch you for sure. It'll
3: be easy for you to use that 10 that you got from the government, all those, all those bits <laughs> oh, of
1: money. It would. It's
2: Under false pretence. During COVID. I think it's you a good You could make figure. a bit on
3: this, Howie, because you loved, uh, the, chief. <laughs> yeah, loved
2: the Chief. I did love the Chief. For what he did, seventeen five, I'm a minimum 10,000. 10,000, like, Well, Dame, you're our expert in this. I think it's 15. 15 yeah. for the 17 goal. And if he'd kicked the 19 in it? 150.
3: 150. What's Erica saying about you spending 10K? Well, you're going to have to clear it with her. She saying you've got to spend it on something.
4: Crypto, well, I think she would be happy.
0: You did tell us last year that these piles of cash. <laughs> yeah, this is not, well, uh, not, not about the government. With, uh,
1: Is Erica aware of all of the piles, or have you got a couple hidden? No, this <laughs> is it, this just for how. No, easy. I think it's all okay. But
2: so you got no idea where that jumper is, because no. in all seriousness, that would be we a historic jumper. Is it most likely it was?
0: Would you
1: have most likely worn it the next week? Yes, yes the way yeah, yeah, right. Saying, as Brandy was saying, you'd get your jump, you'd hand it back in at the end of the day. They'd wash them and launder them, and you'd play in it again next week. So, Chief, I'm
0: interested in this. Are, are you uh, memorabilia? Is there anything from your career? I mean, there's Coleman medals, there's Premiership medals. Helmet. I have none none. It should have been a brownie
1: helmet. I have none of it.
0: There's none nothing it? up on the wall. No, beautiful mum in Queensland got. Uh,
1: now my brother has got uh, a few boxes stored in his garage, um, in case it's ever worth anything to his kids. Uh, the rest has gone to auction. Really? Auction? Yeah, so I don't have any. Yeah. So it's been... Gave the helmet away to auction, gave jumpers away. What do you, what do you mean you so gave the, it for away? For the club
4: or uh, for, the, for a course? Or for
1: courses. Yeah. Either or. Oh. And a couple of my, uh, I think a couple of medals are in the, in the museum at Hawthorne. You gave the helmet away? Yeah. The diving belt? Uh, yeah. What about the premiership Where's medals? that? premiership <laughs> medals are in the boxes in, the in, old in my pair brother's of boots. garage. <laughs>
4: no.
2: The the helmet, I think think if that went up, that's
4: a 50 grander. I reckon (laughs) one of our listeners might have the helmet. The helmet? I hope they do.
1: Well, give us a call if you've got the helmet. It was an ugly thing too.
4: No, you no. It, it was the diving belt. Help. You weren't
1: well because it wasn't even. A, <laughs> Look, it was great. It was, but it wasn't professionally made. It was. It was oh, really? <laughs> crafted by a surgeon, like it wasn't off the production line where all the no, seams and not. everything are well managed. It was just <laughs> crap. Was, was it Was, it, was, bespoke was it bespoke,
2: was it bespoke yeah. or yeah. not?
1: Well, it was made by the surgeon because it had to come far enough down over my forehead to protect the fracture. Wrong. And it came down that far that it was pushing one of my eyes closed. So it, it made it very hard to see the
0: ball while I was wearing it. Were you aware that it was going to provide so much joy for us, Chief, for so many years Well, at come?
1: the time, Duke, I was more concerned with the intestinal fortitude and courage that it took to actually get back into the game, risking life and limb, not
4: expecting to, meet, to be ridiculed, to, to be, be a... lampooned by <laughs> people such as yourself. I think Brayshaw led their way on that, though, which wouldn't have surprised
0: We're me. We're going to take
4: a break here. Now
0: you can stream every AFL
4: match live with Triple M Footy.
0: That is as good as you will see. Just download the listener app and select Triple M. Koga Mobile, this is the Triple M Friday
2: Huddle. Switch to Koga Mobile for two bucks ninety for thirty days with a big twenty gig of data. The game is Brisbane
0: taking on the Saints. Now, before we move on, uh, How we, we move to on? try to not eavesdrop on people's conversations, well, which that would be rude. Rule because that would be hard when someone's when yelling, sitting in a box, and someone <laughs> aggressively at the top of their voice is saying. The offshore account, <laughs> the one with more than a million,
4: <laughs> close <laughs> <He said laughs> now. He actually said the one with one point one in it. No, move mate, it across. Move it across to so the 1.1 1. 1 was 1.1 1. 1 million. It was, it was this is how we're talking account. about.
1: Hang is on, the... you guys have misheard one word. No, we didn't. He say. said the account with only one <laughs> <laughs> in it. There are multiple <laughs> accounts with big sums in them. <laughs>
3: what what? The how we... sort of person sits here in front of his four mates, in front of the producers, with the box closed, talking to somebody, and we can hear the girl on the other end, and you're saying, can you move the 1.1 <laughs> 1. 1 1. million into a... the Macquarie <laughs> but, account? No, and the another offshore word.
0: Account... That's the word. That got me the offshore account.
3: <laughs> this is sort
0: of <laughs> Christmas. Does your wife know case.
3: about the offshore accounts? That's all I need to know. <laughs> <laughs> You've got the dog by <laughs> the at wrong this. end this. He's genuinely
0: rattled by this. <laughs> Look how hot he is. I thought He's you, you, with us.
4: I thought you now, were winding me. us up yeah, at the I'll start. And then we, it
0: was like, I've got two minutes to go before I go back. And then he got desperate
3: because he and needed to the,
4: relay the information. Close the
2: account
3: now. We had Get an it an to Macquarie. He couldn't find the password either. That's right. We
2: had an issue for the last 48 hours, and unfortunately...
0: As in we? Who's the we? Is it a royal <laughs> we? Is
3: it you and a...
2: Erica and I, and we were trying really? to sort out a banking situation, and unfortunately the person rang right in the ad break, and I had to take the call. So I think it's all sorted out now.
3: Where, well, so, it's not, it? not about that. It's about the 1.1, 1.1 million. Why did you, you so get lying so around? You've misheard people. You've mis- <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> but everyone in here heard 1.1 <laughs> million. Only 1.1 million. in Macquarie account.
0: Are you running an offshore system, Maui? Can you let us <laughs> in on it? Because... Where does the offshore part come? Explain that. I'll explain to you. So,
2: (laughs) Everyone's got a company name, right? So we work as a company. Um, You would have a company. What is it? Howie Games? No, no, no. What's your company called?
3: Mine, uh, I'd have to ask mine.
4: Okay. What's your company called? It's got my name in it and it's got a
3: media or something in it. Right. What's yours? Pretty similar. It's got my initials in it and then a name. Well,
2: back in the day... I don't. Hopefully, I don't end up with losing all my money out of my bank account. this. back in the day, uh, my my accountant was a chap by the name of Peter Jess. Oh yeah, Peter Jess. Well, famous no, Peter, Peter, yep, Jess. The, yeah, famous Peter Jess. Yeah, the famous yep. Peter Jess. The famous Peter Jess. And we had to set up as a company because I was starting to work for various people. And I enjoyed the ad at the time, which was a Coca Cola ad and they were rushing down to the beach, and they said it's always offshore, which in surfing terms is means every day the wind is blowing offshore. So I thought, well, I'm a, just going to call... This is a
0: hang on, hang good storyline. There's a lot on. of details now. Hang on. So I just
2: thought convincing. I'll call my company always offshore with something on them, which I don't need to go into. But now... Whenever I invoice anyone and it's got always offshore, they always think I'm running some dodgy <laughs> Bermuda bank account and not paying the appropriate tax levels, which is a not the case. And you mentioned Liechtenstein Bank <laughs> yeah. as well that <laughs> <laughs> but I must admit when I was asking her to transfer the money in front of you for I thought this is not going to end well but I hope I, I'm concerned that Eric is no, trying to do to this
0: on, on a couple, Friday and then yeah. I hope she's home when you get home a couple Erica. of side what? businesses running well how, how are they No,
2: no side businesses it was just a loan that needed to be sorted out and hopefully it's all sorted out now Right
1: Can we uh, can we talk about uh, a member of our panel Yes please so do Would that be okay Now Depends who it is Well there's one person in the box who yep. is always looking to better himself. Yes. To expand his wings, to become more powerful, to do more work, to earn more money. Right. And it would appear that Nathan... So
4: it was a relief when it's someone else. You blokes get stuff. <laughs> and you'll like
3: this, Duke.
1: Oh, has be had...
3: Has had... The last time you blokes went at me, it wasn't that funny. No,
1: <laughs> has had a discreet meeting with Howie oh, in the last oh, week. Oh. Yes, well yes. In the last week. Yes, you are well informed. About how to get into calling
4: cricket. Again, a to the point. Session.
1: To Yes, to the point of and maybe, maybe doing a dummy call of the cricket when Zimbabwe play Australia up in Darwin. Mark Howard, comments, please. I think the dummy calls are pretty accurate term <laughs> for what this is going. On. I, I was concerned
2: when you saw his chatting the other day, I, I would not like to break Nathan's confidence. So if Nathan wants to talk about... Did I thing, say
1: anything that was factually incorrect?
2: Well, all I'll say... Is I think it's only fair that Nathan says when Australia plays Zimbabwe in a week and a half's time he's doing a dummy call out of Triple M. It's not for me to say that. <laughs> but I just sort of did say that.
3: Nate? Uh, you're, you, pushing, are you are correct. You are correct. And why big, big wouldn't contract. you go to a man who has started his career a long time ago? He's worked up through the ranks and now probably one of the main cricket people in our country. Mm-hmm. I'd say the so, world. And so, got, he's got I've a profile pro in India. You ask me, just shut up for a minute while I tell you. So <laughs> when you have access to people like Howie room. or James Brasher, who I've been to about AFL calling before, why wouldn't you use them? Because they're good people and they talk to you. And Howie sat me down for half an hour and said, you can do this, this, don't do this, um, make your own way, but it was a very good conversation.
1: So, Duke, when you think about it, you could sit down and look at all your, your idols that have called before you and say, I might listen to some Richie Benno commentary.
3: <laughs> oh, Maybe a go. bit of Bill Lurie,
1: a bit of Tony <laughs> Gregg, a bit of Cipelli, all those greats, he goes, no, I'll go, to, I'll go to Howard. <laughs> Howard's my best bet to launch a cricket <laughs> calling. There's <laughs> some
0: luminaries of the past that uh, were an option, but you didn't think of... Uh
1: well, which of those so who, would, who, would I, call? who would I go to? Who's, who's, who's the doin' of callers for you in cricket terms?
3: The doin' of callers from cricket terms? Um, I've, well,
4: never, I've, I've never associated you with liking cricket either, Brownie.
3: I've always liked very cricket. Knowledgeable. Very knowledgeable. Very
1: knowledgeable. Like Doesn't like cricket, mate Likes money. <laughs> <laughs> play <cricket. laughs> Love playing There's cricket.
3: I was young. Duke could tell you that I used to always <laughs> play cricket at the football club. You're a, a, you're a player, club. Yeah, very good tennis player, too. BP Luke's actually I might move into tennis so, calling up. Can I, can
0: I offer a suggestion The I hope is helpful for you? Sometimes yep. the best way to get is just to throw yourself in the deep end. I think the only way, like dummy calls are... Uh, Away, like so right now, you know, <laughs> yep. it's only us listening, uh, You know, have a go now. No, nah, I
3: wouldn't have thought so, Jake. <laughs> I wouldn't have thought so. You I think
2: there's only the upside. You started out doing
3: netball. We heard that, and look I where did. you are now.
0: Correct, correct. Oh, I, I
3: think the, he'll uh, do a
0: fantastic job. job. So do I, but I'd I love to hear a little job. bit of the tone. I mean, how you give us some I'll, first I'll call I'll give you the, the dummy
3: call in a couple of
0: weeks. Well, just an example. I mean, first ball of a test. Well, How about a, the famous hang, Armisen hang on, ball on, from, a, the, from the, the Ashes a, a, back? A, Our producer just told me he's got something on tape, oh, no. which I'm not aware
2: ball. of. <laughs> no? um, are, you, are you telling me this is Nath calling cricket? Scotty
3: Boland. Wow, what a day for Scotty Boland. Five on debut at the MCG, <laughs> no. and he's not done yet. Steams in from the members in. Bowling to Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> Edge taking a second slip. Scotty Bowles ripping through the pums. Oh, beat me up, Scotty! <laughs> oh my goodness. I did that Oh, oh <laughs> That's no. a long time ago. <laughs> oh. I think it was good. Yep, I liked it too, Howard. Mm. It was. Why, is, why are you always trying to take people tr- down? To I'm you? not. I'm not. I'm, I'm excited
1: by you and your big pin over here. <laughs> the trouble is, he started the commentary at such a high level. He had nowhere to go when the bloke took a wicket. It <laughs> was the same tone <laughs> all the way through, friend. Oh, I love. He just yourself uh, some room. I love. Yeah. Beam me up, Scotty. Yeah. yeah. No, I'll work on it. No, beam me up, oh.
2: Scotty. It wasn't build the man a statue, but for mine, it was right up Sign there. Sign him up there. Hey, when is it? In all seriousness,
3: when are you having a crack? I think it's a couple of weeks' time. I'm going to speak to you and Joe. About it, the great, amazing, great stuff. Good luck to you, Nate, love as Well, it. love it, Brownie. The biggest
0: names, the biggest games. Were you the jumper or the pole vault? Uh. <laughs> Triple M rocks footy.
2: Hot water needs replacing? Go for one that's steady, hot, and strong. It's Australia's favourite water heater. You know who we're talking about? Built tough, rosy conditions, and manufacturing right here in Australia for over eighty years. When it comes to water heating, Arsha Plumbing install a remark. How Luke Darcy. Jason Dunstall, Nathan Brown and Damien Barrett. And our next guest is a much loved figure at Triple M. He's a four-time Premiership superstar from the Hawthorne Football Club, now dominating at St Kilda Football Club. His name is Joe Ruffhead. He joins us on the line now. Good evening to you, Ruff. How are you going? Evening, boys. Going well. How are you? Yeah, good. What's happening away from footy? What are you up to, great man, before we get into the nuts and bolts? I'd like to know what you're doing with your life.
5: No, I'm I'm very quiet at the moment. I was a bit dry on the gills this morning. I went out with Hodgie and um, Louie last night and had a couple of wines. So I was a little bit slow, but we're here on Friday night, so away we go.
2: (laughs) How were the boys? Were you just reminiscing about 08 or 13
5: or 14 or 15? No, Hodgie's done all right. He sold a house and purchased a house recently, so it was his hook last night. So... um, Happy to drink his wine. What sort of Nick's Hodgie in? Uh, <laughs> rough, <but laughs> well, a you work with him too, uh, Dar, so I would say that he's um, yeah. enjoying life. <laughs> 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 he looks happy at the moment, Hodgie, it's fair to say. <laughs> yeah, well, you would live it up in Queensland and dominating with the four boys. He
2: yeah, got four boys and four premiership medallions. Hey, we introduced this game as the Brisbane side looking for top four and you guys looking for top eight. I, I enjoyed what the coach said a couple of weeks ago and he got a bit snaky about people saying, well, St Kilda's doing this wrong, St Kilda's doing this wrong. Let's talk about what they're doing right. And you're in front of them uh, half the competition, mate, and you're playing for a spot in finals.
5: <laughs> yeah, I mean, this second half of the year hasn't gone uh, to plan, obviously. We... Um you know, we got to the break and we're in a really good position, 8-3. and three, But, um, you know, when you're playing some of these good sides in the back half a year like we have, um, you know, we've had some good performances but obviously had some down ones as well. So, you know, for the next two games anyway, we need to try and get these two wins to extend
3: our year. Young Windhager has been doing some tagging roles, kept Tim Kelly to four disposal. spent some time on Guthrie. There's two players, the Brisbane Lions, who you'd be looking at. Lockie Neal is one. Hugh McCluggage has had a wonderful eight weeks. Is uh, the young man getting another job tonight?
5: Oh, I reckon he might go pretty close, Nath. I think, you know, for kids coming into in you know, AFL life, and I think he's played 16 or 17 games, to get roles like he has the past couple of weeks and those that you mentioned, he's done all right. Um, he had Doherty earlier in the year as well and did a pretty good job there. So... I reckon he'll go close to one of those boys tonight.
1: Doesn't hurt mate. making a midfielder actually earn their possessions for a change, Ruffy. No doubt about that. Just like the forwards have to do
5: every week, I would have thought. Yeah, I and mean, us, us as forwards, Bung. You know, I got sent down back to learn a fair bit. I don't, I don't think you had to do that because you were too good too early. But I was one of those ones that they thought was going to be a reject, reject forward. But <laughs> oh, I uh, I went back and did all right. So yeah, no. <laughs> as you said, you don't just come in and you know get hit too straight away. You got to earn your earn your touches.
1: Hey, tell me about uh, Zach Jones. It would appear I think it's. A Second time he's been dropped, maybe, maybe. There's a box he's obviously not ticking. Where's where's his game falling short? I think we're just with the, the
5: rotation in the midfield, to be honest. You know, with Windhager doing a couple of jobs the last couple of weeks and when you're throwing Crouch, Steele, Ross, just trying to get him in that rotation has been a bit hard. So, you know, he went back and played a couple of games in the twos. He was the sub last week and I think he might be tonight as well. But, um, you know, he's still around the mark. You just want to see him, you know, get value for touches rather than just... Um, running around chasing it, I guess.
0: you in the voice of uh, Jared Ruff. They had four premierships for the Hawks, an incredibly successful era. And now you're at St Kilda, Ruff, who won their last flag in 1966. Can you tell us what have you learned about St Kilda? What have you learned about their history and um, how have you enjoyed it there?
5: Yeah, it's been unreal. I mean, coming here, you can't say the first two years were um, what I expected, obviously a bit the same as everyone with COVID, but this year being have been able to sink my teeth in a fair bit and, you know, understand and, and see what the club's all about, especially seeing, you know, what we've done down there with the DFC and um, how they've made Moorabbin, you know, that spiritual place of home where it probably wasn't for so many years. So, um, you know, it's a great place, and they're all trying to chase that second premiership hopefully
4: one day. Just on that too, Jared. I mean, your role has, has varied over the, the years you've been at, at the Saints. Do you, do you have a clear view now as to where you want to take your football coaching and, and, and football administration?
5: Yeah, I definitely don't want to do coaching. Um <laughs> Um, I, I do like the, the list management side of things and the recruiting. I've done the Nationals. I think I spoke about that with you guys yeah. um, last time I was on. So I've really enjoyed that. And hopefully, you know, um, I'll start you know, going down that path over the next couple of years, I reckon.
4: And so you'll be active in the, at least some conversations around the the trade space and, and obviously drafting.
1: That's it. Uh, what about Max King? Rafi, everyone seems to be talking about him. How's he handling... The pressure of the spotlight forever being on him and expectations from outside being so high.
5: Oh, this is one that, you know, I, I look at and I think, well, he's a 21-year-old kid who's, yep. I think, number one for contested marks in the league, almost got 50 goals. <coughs> he hasn't missed a beat in the three years that um, I've been here, and I'm not saying it's because of me, but um, he's... A 21-year-old key forward that's going to take time, but he's doing some special things right now as a 21-year-old. I think, you know, the, the expectation, of course, is going to be on him because um, of previous key forwards that we've had at the footy club and, uh, you know, the fact that he is arguably the St Kilda's most important player and marketable. But i look at him and just think he's doing a pretty bloody good job for a kid who's 21, um, leading a forward line like he does.
3: Yep. What sort of music you listen to at the moment, Ruff?
5: I've got – I've been having the gang of you's uh, a version Triple J mix running through my Mm -hmm. phone at the moment. you happy with that,
3: mate? I am. I am well done.
2: And just before we let you go, mate, uh, big story broken in the first segment that potentially there's an auction going on for Chiefs jumper where he kicked 17 goals, five, one short of Fred Fanning's record. As a proud Hawthorne man, what do you think a jumper like that would be worth?
5: Has it got the collar?
1: Uh, it's it got a is, collar. Yes, 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 it does. Oh, that's that's got to be at least five figures. <laughs> five figures.
2: Yeah. Now we we came at about ten, so I think hey, you're he's,
1: he's crazy. Meeting. He's crazy. Hey, Ruffy, we are <laughs> talking to um, we're talking to um, Zach Dawson. Mm. Oh yeah. A, a little bit later on. Yeah. Now, is it worth me asking him perhaps about his ability to turn up to training on time? Do you think?
5: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. It is. Because <laughs> he um, copped the boys a bit of punishment, didn't he? Yeah. Well, he he. We went to a uh, we got a six a.m. and he was late to that one. <laughs> so he, we were down there at five the next day. So uh, it's fair to say that Dorse uh, had to mature mature pretty quick, and he did a good job.
2: Uh, we appreciate your time, Ruffy. Best of luck to you and the Saints. Always nice to speak to you.
5: Always nice to talk to you, boys. Have a good call. Thanks, Ruffy. Ruff.
2: Jared, four premierships, just a star. Now talking about stars, Damo. Uh, we got the chief squiz coming up, but in, in this new positive world that mm. we're operating in at the moment. Um, you're sort of bringing a topic each week, and you've got an interesting one this week.
4: Well, it's round 22, and in former seasons, it ended at round 22 in the home away season that the buy wasn't sort of factored in. And I wanted to go back to 1996, Howie. It mm-hmm. was a famous uh, period of time, though heady day's to us that was the. Fitzroy uh, merging and, and conversations with initially North Melbourne, then Brisbane, and then in the backdrop of all of that, and it became a bigger story, was our man Chiefs club Hawthorne mm. talking with Melbourne. And then we get to this famous game in round 22 where it was dubbed the merger game, both before it, obviously during it with what happened and how the Hawks won. And one thing that got crept up on people at the time, just was the, our man Chief, when it entered the game with 91 goals to his name, he'd already kicked the ton five times, Going for a six, and, and our man miraculously kicked not just the nine needed but ten for the match to have a famous Hawthorne win. And we just thought we'd have a little chat about it, how we just and for those who uh, don't remember it vividly, like uh, most Hawthorne supporters, this is how it's uh, some of it unfolded. Look at this, gonna be hit. here. Come. they
2: come down there to watch Dunstall kick oh. up with the goal again. Emily here, 62. Hawks, one by a point.
4: Made the finals. Made the finals. Our man chief um, wasn't able to play the next week. Were you chief with, against the um, in the elimination final? You went no, down I did early. Play. You, went, did, down no, early. Did did you, you went down early. You went down early. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, got him in there. so
2: you, yeah. your memories, chief. I know that we always hear that players are away from the politics of the sport, but you know Don Scott was raising money. There was uh, there was hell raising meetings. What are your memories? And I know your memories probably not at the strongest when we talk in different Correct. games. But you must. Like, what was the feeling around the club when there was talk at the club that you'd won four premierships with at that stage? was going to potentially merge with Melbourne.
1: Yeah, well, we were getting told by the club that we were basically financially unviable. And if we didn't do something drastic, that we'd have to fold effectively. So merging was the next best option. Now, there were some that didn't believe that was the case financially, and there was a movement started to to make sure that it didn't happen. I mean, obviously, there were long talks held with the Melbourne Football Club because they weren't in, in a strong financial position either. So... It was it was very real. The as far as players go, it was difficult because you you'd receive mixed messages and and it was hard to know exactly what was going on. So all you could do was get about playing the game. Were so, you
0: on one side of the camp there, Chief? Were you as, no, well, as a because, senior player? Yeah, because
1: you? I was captain, I got told by the um, by the incumbent administration that um, we needed to merge, and these were the reasons why. Uh, and you kind of. I accepted that because I just took as what I was getting told as being true. Um, so maybe you get tarred with that brush a little bit. I wasn't I wasn't advocating the merge, but I wasn't speaking out against it either. Um, it's kind of funny you find yourself as a player a little bit in the middle, caught in the middle, and just as I said, the best thing we could do is just concentrate on the footy.
4: It was such a powerful moment, Chief. I mean, you. Obviously rising to the occasion yet again for the umpteenth time and to kick the, not just the nine but the ten to win the game of footy. Uh, Chris Lankford took the top yep, off post-match yep. and, and waved in the crowd mm. and, and it became a compelling resistance movement in the eyes of the supporters and then you had the the famous meeting where Don Scott ripped apart the, the jumper and, and, and other people at the club advocating for it and, and the Hawthorne Footy Club still voted to have this merger go ahead um, Oh, sorry. Against going ahead, Melbourne had voted for the merger to go, go ahead. ahead. Yeah.
1: The two things I remember about the night were, was the atmosphere first and foremost. So we needed to win to get in the finals, and Melbourne weren't playing finals, and there would normally have been twenty or thirty thousand there, but because of all the talk about the merger, there was sixty-three thousand yeah. there, and it felt like a final. The noise and the passion of the fans for both teams was electric. And then that was that was that was. I mean, the first thing you notice on the beginning of the night and then, as you say, the most endearing uh, memory of it all was Chris Langford. Mind you, if I look like Langers without my shirt on, <laughs> every week I'm taking it off and waving it to the crowd because he is
4: just ripped. So but what it, round's it, that, demo? Round 22 90, of the 96, 96 season. Not that yeah. long ago. So Final the, round. On the yep. back
3: of such success in the 80s and early 90s, how, do you know? Do you understand how the club got to be that position? Because obviously they won four flags recently and yep. one of the most uh, affluent clubs now with so much money there at disposal. How did it get to that after such success?
1: Well, a lot of the clubs didn't have much money back then and we were based at Glenfrey Oval with a little social mm. club across the road which wasn't making much money. So mm. it, it's a matter of finding um, revenue sources for the footy club and back then they didn't have them, Brownie. So a lot of the clubs um, relied on wealthy benefactors who would tip in large amounts and, and that's essentially how a lot of the stronger clubs flourished because they had the big backers like the the Carltons and the Essendons and and, and, and yeah. I guess it, it, it was very difficult for the other clubs to try and um, turn a, a season into a profit.
4: It was extraordinary, given it was only five years earlier they'd won the, the last of that era's yep. flags. Yep. Yep. And then you had the AFL um, under Ross Oakley. And, and for reasons that he felt were valid and, and right for the, the growth of the national game, um, had, a, had a, um, a policy of let's... Reduce clubs, let's make them merge. And that's why those conversations were, were going on. They changed from that moment. They, they totally went about face, 180 degrees on it, and then decided to support the clubs from this moment onwards um, to the point where they do prop them up, um, which has kept the clubs that were equally vulnerable alive. So are
2: you making the link that if the great chief, no, don't hadn't be silly. Tent, yep. The Hawks made to no longer.
4: No oh, it's it's very possible. I mean, look, Chris Langford's probably not taking the jumper off the <laughs> manner in which he did. Well, now, I think the price on that jumper's going up well, a touch, he? Uh, t- how does that make any difference? See, see he? Well,
2: the, it uh, made your uh, finals. It got the cauldron. It yeah. got Donny Scott fired up. We won that game meetings, by a
1: point, and then I reckon we lost the first final. We yeah, he lost He's the final. Yeah, but it was the symbolism of the jumper and Langford. He's not doing that if they lose. Yes, he is. He's doing it either way. No.
4: The jumper the chief wore in that game may be as valuable as the 17. Who played on you that day?
1: Um, Anthony Ingerson. No, Ingo wasn't, Ingo the way wasn't way playing around. that day.
4: Was it Alistair Nipperson maybe? I no. Know, no. Tony Campbell? No. Chief doesn't commit them to memory. He kicks 10 on it. It'll, it'll come to me. It'll come All to I'm you. saying no. is it'll I come think come Chief's 10 saved the Hawks. Uh, did, I then, he, think, then he saved them as CEO. Is there a statue he 30,
1: 37. Thirty-seven. Number he's 37. gone with Melbourne. No, thirty-seven started, and then I had. Oh, here we
4: go. <laughs> yeah. Thirty-seven. Maxi Gordon was thirty-seven. Many years after. Andrew lamprell okay. I what started.
1: On, I reckon. Who'd you finish who? on?
4: A really solid guy.
1: Imagine a, a solid guy. Imagine, imagine Nathan Jones on steroids. This is a guy
4: who looked like that. He gets hundred goals on six occasions. Has has been a better with... statue
3: made of you? It should I be. be. He saved for him life. twice. What a figure for me.
4: Triple M rocks footy. Big
3: moment. <laughs>
0: Tonight, you're an imbecile of a man. Two contestants face off in Radio's most hostile quiz.
1: The depths of your stupidity have yet to be discovered.
0: As we look back at the week, and tell
1: you, you'd better be on your game. And yes, this is a direct
0: rip-off of Have you been paying attention?
1: Now, here's your host, Jason Dunstall. Uh, joining us for the quiz this week, Justin from Watsonia. Welcome to you, Justin. Thank you, Jason. Uh, you're a Bulldogs man, I believe? I am indeed. Oh, so fingers crossed. You need a bit to go right. You've got to win the win the last two games first and foremost. Confident you can do that?
3: Oh, I can't see why not. Then I have to bury for Collingwood, which hurts a bit. <laughs> oh, <mate>. oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> now, the bad news, Justin, is des- despite the fact there's a couple of lightweights in this box, you're actually getting mm. the one intellectual character we do have in <laughs> Damien Barrett. What's your knowledge of current affairs like? Uh,
7: I reckon better than Damien's.
1: Yeah, I like the confidence. All right, just give us a trial run of your buzzer using your name, please, mate. Justin. There we go. And Poindexter?
4: (laughs) Poindexter. Thanking you. Here we go.
1: Little things. (laughs) Yeah, it's not bad. Question (laughs) one The Patrick Cripps deliberation lasted how long? Poindexter. Damo.
4: Between four and five hours. Oh, that's a very oh, well, broad right, answer. Right, right. Hang on, oh, mate. That's, that's a very broad so
0: answer. So, you know, between what? <laughs> oh. No, no, no. Thank you, Leroy. Say, what you say? Justin between say. two and
1: twelve hours, well, you know. Justin, what's, what's what, would the you say, what would you say? Justin, four and a half. Yeah, it was four and a half. Just tick over four and a half. And you said between four and five, that could be under four and a half. Yep. So you're wrong, Justin's right. Well well Justin. <laughs> good well work, Justin. Good work, Jamie. It it sounds like a good that term. was a very arrogant answer that yeah. between four yeah. and five. Mm. <laughs> Which <laughs> Melbourne Storm star has scored three tries in the last two matches? Big win last night. Oh, no. right? yeah. didn't last back night? The
0: Storm. Top four chance now, the Storm. Oh,
1: Justin. Yes, yes Justin. It's got to be Munster. It is correct. Yeah. Two zips. All right. Mm. Who did Andrew. This is an audio question. So have a listen and tell me who did Andrew Gaze mean to say? Poindexter. Sensational career. Well done, Josh Giddy. Giddy.
3: Don't don't (laughs) play it. Don't play it.
4: Don't play it. You went early? I did go early, didn't I? Because I knew you said Josh Giddy. For who? Kennedy. Oh, he got in just in
1: time. Well done. (laughs) Defeated. (laughs) 2-1. 2-1. <laughs> Skinnier teeth, Warrior. 2-1. Which rocker posted an explicit photo of himself on Instagram? Justin. Yes, Justin? It'd have to be Severia, wouldn't it?
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs>
1: Point for the gag, Chief Uh, I was not expecting that Uh, Rocker as in R-O-C-K-E-R As in (laughs) Rockstar Give him a point, Chief Uh, I'll tell you what we'll do If Warrior can get it, he gets the point But if he doesn't get it Nah,
4: I'm not aware of this one during the week Okay,
1: it was Tommy Lee yeah, no. Okay. So for no, question for Justin. Let's score, please,
2: Howie. Uh, Justin's three. Demo's one. Do you I know the funny part. I don't think that was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Are you all over yeah. it? It's, it's good a good line. Shoulder here, <laughs> fellas. Yeah. Yeah. shoulder. Audio question. Tell us who this is, please. If there's something I need to say regarding the PJ tour or this, it will come yes, from.
4: Yes, Damo. That is Cam Smith. That is correct.
1: Mm-hmm. Giving a clip to Cam Percy. Yeah, he was too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he did. All right. Whose home in Florida was raided this week? Poindexter. Oh, Damo coming with a surge. The uh,
4: former president, Donald Trump.
1: Correct. Three all, Chieftain. Is it three all? Three all. Three all with four to go. Which Australian has reached the quarterfinals? Justin. Of the... Poindex- yes, Justin. That's curious. That is yeah. correct. Yeah. He's flying, isn't he? For a bonus point,
3: who did he beat today? Alex Dimon. Can I answer or... that? Yeah. D- yeah. Mm.
1: Demon. all. Yeah. Four
3: three.
1: Nice. Okay. Olivia Newton-John's Melbourne-based niece is who? Poindexter.
4: Yes. Toddy Goldsmith. That is correct.
1: Four. Four all. Four all. This is a hot quiz. All right, another audio question. Who is Opal's coach, Sandy Brondello, talking to here?
2: You put your mind to it, and here it is. So, yeah, you've been selected. Yes,
1: Justin. It's got to be Lauren Jackson. She's yeah. back. Oh, good That, that
4: is hilarious. Hilarious. Very good. Good four, years of age. Lauren Jackson. Yeah.
0: What a good story that is. Five, Great
1: four. story. Can't lose, but you can still force a tie, Warrior. If you can get the last It'll question. Be a correct. super over. Which billionaire Aussie finalized his divorce? Point yes, Warrior. Rupert Murdoch. That is correct. Oh, uh, super over, Chief. So on a countback, no. who wins? Super over. It? You need one more question? Oh, a, a super over? Yep. Okay. Super over. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Who is looking to be the next big cricket commentator in world cricket? Warrior? Our man Nathan Preet. Oh, he gets it. <laughs> oh, Damo gets it. But surely, Justin,
2: Johnny Diesel ticket? Wait, oh, we, uh, there?
0: Justin, I know you're going to love it at Melbourne Public because uh, grand final long weekend. Are you a fan of Diesel? Oh, oh. Damn.
1: Absolutely.
0: I got a double. Know, good man, Johnny Diesel. 22nd of September, Bell Republic. Doors open 6 p.m. I've got a double pass coming your way to see Diesel live, Justin. Fantastic. Good man. Good, good man, Justin. Well thanks done. for joining us, Great mate.
2: effort. Well done, Damo.
1: Bit got it sharp. late. He was sharp. Justin.
2: Very good. Uh, Zach Dawson. Hawk. Oh, yes. Saint. Docker. Docker. To join us next. Then Matt Yudinski the to thing. talk music. He went over there where with Ross. Were, where were played you? with Ross. Well, they Pro- did too. Sorry. Uh, nice top five. That's all coming uh. up. <laughs>
0: Now you can listen to Triple M footy wherever you are and whenever you want. The Just download the listener app and select Triple M. St so
2: Kilda, Brisbane is the game starting in 40 minutes time. Zach Dawson, <laughs> our cold hero, not too far away.
0: Before we do that, how uh, we don't often take the time uh, to do this, but there's a very special cause that I wanted to give a yep. mention to. Blake's Army, beautiful young boy. Who uh, is uh, struggling with the uh, health issues, the same challenges Matty Rewalt uh, had. And uh, his father, Luke, is a force of nature. There is a charity golf day coming up at the Kew Golf Club on the 26th of August on a Friday. There's still some spots available. And how about the sporting community getting behind this? Paul Ruse is playing, Justin Langer, Scott Draper, Joe Watson. I'm going to be rolling along, John Alawissi, Lydia Lasler, wow. Lauren Jackson. Uh, Scotty Cummings, Dale Morris, Botnick, Maxwell. Everyone is getting behind. So people
2: can play with these you people can play on the and
0: you can nominate who you want to play with. Howie, when is if it? You want to get involved, Damo, Chief Nate, get behind Blake's Army. It's the 26th of August on a Friday Q Golf Cup, which is the bye weekend. Right. So it'll be a ripping afternoon. And how do uh, we? How r- do we get tickets? Um, I think you just follow on Facebook, so Blake's fortnight Army. Four from today. Fortnight from today, Chief yeah. Blake's Army. Go to Facebook, Instagram. Okay. Uh, uh, LinkedIn, any of those platforms, look up Blake's Army. Come and join us for what will be a ripping day.
1: Well done.
2: Nice one. Now it's
0: time for our cult hero. The Friday Huddles cult hero of the week was Ross Lyon's love child. He played 166 matches across Hawthorne, St Kilda, and Fremantle. Four of those were grand finals. Got it off to beams.
7: Back to oh, well, oh, Dawson. Matt, Solidly by Dawson. Absolutely polarized. Please
2: welcome Zach Dawson. Ah. Three clubs loved by all, Zach Dawson joins us, he's our cult hero. Mark Howard here, Zach, good evening to you, how are you going?
7: Geez, what an intro, thanks boys. <laughs>
2: it was a good intro, it was a pumped up intro, as you deserve. Before we get into the footy, Zach, um, you're back in Melbourne, eh? What are you up to these days, mate? It's lovely to hear from you.
7: Um, yeah, back in Melbourne, so, yeah, came back once I finished up in Frio in, uh, in the 2017, so yeah, being back here, so I'm working um, in commercial property development, so um, yeah, sinking my teeth into that at the moment.
1: Now, Zach, I want to go back to the early days at Hawthorne. We were just talking. We were just talking to Jared Roughhead earlier, yeah. and he suggested we should ask you about your um, tardiness, perhaps, when we get to <laughs> starting times for training sessions, and and maybe what it costs the boys once or twice.
7: Look, that was. Uh, you know, I always look back on those times and and say that I. I learnt my lessons. Um, it, was a, it was a very a very tough period. Uh, it was. It, it didn't help that I lived in Keel and were training in Waverley, put it that way, but um, yeah, there were a couple of sessions early days where I, I rocked up to the, the session and I could see the boys jogging off into the distance and I, my heart just sank and I was like, oh no. <laughs> and the next morning, yeah, Clarko and the boys yeah, had to get down the beach at 5.30 down to Kerford Road and um, woke up at about 5am that morning and Rocked up late to that. Oh, Uh, no. And um, fair to say that was one of the lowest points in my life. I I might have have even shed a tear or two when I got there.
6: (laughs) Hey,
1: did it get to the stage where the boys were starting to pay special attention to whether you got to training on time or not with uh, wake-up calls and the like?
7: Well, it was more so that they'd find me asleep in the car park because I'd I'd get there that early. I'd I'd just just have a nap.
3: (laughs) So he's a fascinating character, Ross, and we've I've worked with him with Howie for the last couple mm. of years on a Sunday. So why were you his favourite? Because I've heard stories how he he delisted Troy Schwartz after watching Troy Schwartz do a lap of the oval. It wasn't a, a great <laughs> lap, and Levi Casbot was down there, got half a lap around. He was told, "Go and pack your bags. We're not wanting you at the moment." So why were you his favourite? <laughs>
7: Um, I'm still trying to figure it out, to be honest. Um, but I think, yeah, I think initially from day one, I was pretty much an open book with Ross. And, and as you know, Brownie, I think if you if you give him that kind of respect and and are pretty upfront with him, then he'll give you that respect back. So I think, yeah, from day one, I was always, yeah, I was never one to, you know, if I did muck up, I would tell him straight out and what I'd done and um, we'd work through it. But I was never one to kind of shy away from any you know, conflict or you know anything like that with Ross and he I think he really um appreciated
4: that Zach your time at the three clubs at, at which you you were at um had players on their list at, your, at the point in time you were with them who were all time greats of their club um without sort of needing you to, to go through every single one where would you rank the various teammates that you had over the over the journey at, at those three clubs
7: I Look, to put, you know, over the time, I'd say that the two best leaders you know, overall players was obviously Pav and, and Rui. Um, I think uh, they were just very special in the way that they led. Um, and once you do finish, you appreciate the effort they that they would put into, you know, even the pre-game speech and getting everyone, you know, on point, getting everyone ready to go. Like, it's such a massive effort. And you can, and I've seen other leaders over the time, Really struggle with that, but those two in particular—they just ate that up and almost embraced that. And it, there was none better than those two, I don't think.
0: Zach, unfortunately, for losing grand finals, is there a story that on one of those you had really severe food poisoning? Can you tell us about
5: that?
7: Yeah, that was yeah. 09. we um, obviously we had our, our parade the the day before, and um, we obviously were offered some some subway at the at the art center when we were waiting for our our, our um, our cars and I've tucked away at that and got through the parade, got home, and, and all of a sudden just started to yeah, break out in some sweats. And, and, and from about you know, seven o'clock, I couldn't hold anything down. Oh. Um, and yeah, it, was, it was in the at the footy club overnight on a drip. In the morning, got up at about seven a.m. into the footy club again. And then when I got to the ground in a half time, so um, <laughs> it wasn't uh, the ideal prep for a grand final, but. Um, yeah, look, it, it's a, it's those sort of moments that you go through and you can put your body through some pretty intense stuff, you know, and and, and learn you know, learn from that, then, you know, that's kind of where, you know, that kind of galvanised me moving past that point.
1: Who are the toughest opponents you're playing? Did you get to play? You got to play, Bud, didn't you? Yeah, played on butt
7: a few times. I knocked his front tooth out once. That was a, a, oh. a, a hang me hat on that. Um, <laughs> was that
4: down at Tassie? That
7: game was that... Yeah, down at yeah. Tassie. It was a great photo on the back page with the tooth flying out and uh, my elbow stuck in his front ma- in, in his mouth. Um, How did he take that? Uh, not great. He, he, he goes, "What's the what's? What you done to me,
4: Dawson? Because <laughs> <laughs> you were pretty close uh, with him too, weren't you, Zach?
7: Yeah, yeah. Look, we were you were very tight um, early days at the Hawks. So um, yeah, it, it was yeah we kind of laughed it off. Um, yeah, it, w- it wasn't as fun after the game but when I when I saw the damage that had been done. But in terms of the best that I played, I always I always say that Fed was probably the most talented bloke that I've ever, I ever played against. Um, one of the craziest. You know, would sit there and talk about your, your misses and what their name is and, and kind of. Uh, the most irrelevant stuff, and the ball's not there. But then the ball would come into the area, and there was just the way, had you know, his speed, the way he could mark it, the way he could kick it from anywhere, kick five in five minutes. Um, you know, he—he, he, I've always said that he was probably the most talented bloke I ever played on.
2: Zach famously at Hawthorne, the coach, Arthur Clarkson, showed tremendous faith in you. I think it was—he was it Anthony Rocker. He left you on when when you were no. a, a developing footballer, and, and he was an enormous man, and you you felt the. I can recall you felt the full fierce spotlight of, of the football media at the time. It, it was, you know, these things happen week in, week out, but you were the story of the week. How did you deal with situations like that when when your name was plastered everywhere?
7: Yeah, look, you're looking back, it's pretty a pretty tough period just because, yeah, it, I think it was like my fourth or fifth game and um, yeah, I think even, even these days you're watching guys, you know, come out and, uh, even like Sam DeConning and those sort of guys in their fourth or fifth game, if Jeremy Cameron or someone kicked eight goals on him or uh, or Buddy, like I don't think anyone re- would even bat an eyelid. Mm. Uh, but it was just that, in that period for some reason it just became a really a much bigger story than it was worth. But yeah, kind of wore that badge for um, a long time after that, and it wasn't until you know getting to St Kilda that I was able to kind of move past and redeem myself a little bit. So yeah, it was probably a couple of years of you know feeling like it was. A bit of a dark shadow hanging over you, but and again, you look back and you can't—I can't still can't figure out why um, there was that much attention given to that that one incident in particular. So, Zach, where does the
0: heart lie? You played at uh, three clubs. If you to watch a game, who, who do you who are you most fond of?
7: I probably follow Frio closely just because I've got um, some some mates still playing. Um, but I think when all said and done, I'll probably um, support Saints and Frio just as hard. I reckon. Um, you yeah, had some some great times with both clubs, and have a soft spot um, for both of them going forward. I reckon. Yeah,
1: Zach. Do I recall a New Zealand trip where there might have been a little bit of mischief? <laughs>
7: <laughs> oh, are, we, are we airing all of the dirty laundry tonight? Is that, is that uh, all mate, work?
1: This is this is cult hero stuff. We get to revisit the fun of it all. There's, I mean, it's it's all been said and done, mate. So no,
7: I, I heard Rossi I heard Rossi and Brownie talking about it on last Sunday. So I understand everyone. Yeah, I think so.
1: Brownie, did even uh, remember it?
7: <laughs> yeah, I think my name got brought up. And um, but yeah, look, it was yeah another another time where you know you learn your lesson, you move on, you make a mistake. But um,
1: who was the ringleader?
7: Um, I can't recall, mate. You, uh, my memory's a bit foggy. Oh. Oh, he's, protecting,
1: he's protecting <laughs> someone. <laughs>
4: As we let
2: you go, Zach, uh, commercial property, is it on the up? Should we be buying if we've got some spare dollars or just well, hold have, it? No, you
4: have. Right? 1. 1.1 to do something with <laughs> in an offshore it's, account. Get your money into childcare is all off, will say. Right. Yes. Really?
7: Okay. Childcare child where the money's at. So uh, right that'll okay. be my little two cents worth.
2: Right, oh, well, that's better than the advice Nate gives us because he's always about Bitcoin or the like. So, mate, we appreciate your time. It's great to hear you with, with a laugh and a smile in your voice. Um, as I said, you're a popular member of three footy clubs, which is something pretty special. Thanks for having a chat with us on the Friday huddle.
7: Uh, no worries, lad. Go well tonight. Thanks, Zach. The biggest names, the biggest games. Two goals gone through the protected area.
0: Triple M rocks footy.
2: Thanks to Koga Mobile. This is the Triple M Friday Huddle. Switch to Koga Mobile for $2.90 for 30 days with a big 20 gig of data. Now, boys, massive announcement for this state during the week. Uh, Victoria's Always Live, Michael Gadinski's passion project. Uh, two month long, extended, big music festival, which is fantastic. Can't wait to hear all about it with his son, Matt. Matt, hey, congratulations on the announcement during the week. Great to see you. We'll get to the Saints in a minute, but from what you were just telling us in the ad break, music lovers are going to go absolutely bunter for what is coming up, and congratulations for your part and the Victorian government, everyone that's involved in putting it together. What's going on, mate?
6: Yeah, cheers, mate. Uh, we basically, yeah, we've announced an amazing initiative for the live music industry in Victoria. Uh, over a couple of months, as you said, we've got 150 artists across 90 events doing... Exclusive events just for the state of Victoria to keep our uh, our status as not only the home of football but the home of music as well. So you're involved in bringing Billy Joel out. That's part of what you're doing at the MCG. When's that? Uh, December 10. So well, they'll be sold out. No tickets available. So no we tickets don't need available. to promote that one. So, but on <laughs> that,
2: on that, with with your job as promoter, like, how does it work? Do you get or do you speak to Billy? Like, what type of dude is he? Like, do you have to twist his arm or how do you pitch coming to Melbourne?
6: Uh, Billy's someone that we've had, uh, my family's had a long relationship with, so, yeah, he's one you do speak direct to, but uh, he's got a few heavies in the middle, you know, hardcore booking agents that you've got to convince <laughs> to get him to come out. Right. Uh, and, and
2: how do you pitch it? How do you sell, Billy, we want you to come to Melbourne? Like, what, 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 do you, what do you hang your hat on?
6: Well, he's always loved Australia, and he's spent a lot of time in Melbourne before, and uh, Billy, uh, at his stage of his career, he does one show a week, so it's not easy to get him to do a tour. Huh. So uh, we said, you know, why don't you come out play one of the most famous stadiums in the world, the MCG, exclusive in uh, in in Melbourne, and it took a while, but he agreed.
2: <laughs> oh, can't wait. Uh, has the
1: has the pitching process changed? Given we've just had a couple of years off with COVID. Whereas you've had to beg and, and, and sort of borrow to get people to come here, all of a sudden artists just wanting to get back out there again.
6: Well, everyone wants to get paid more, so it's a lot harder because <laughs> they had two years off. So, um, but no, it's it's similar to what it's always been, and you know Melbourne's always been such a, a music city, and we've all a live music city. So yep. artists love coming and spending time here, and um, yeah, Billy hasn't been here for about fifteen years, so it. Uh, Look, we, we originally were hoping to get him here just before the pandemic in 2020, and uh, he nearly didn't want to come after the pandemic, but I uh, worked my magic and we convinced him.
3: <laughs> I like it. Australians love their own too, so we love Australian music. Obviously, you got a lot of international acts coming out. Who's the biggest Australian act?
6: Oh, there's so many Australian artists involved. I mean, these days, there's so many successful Australian artists. I remember when I started in the industry, you could count on a couple of hands, the Australian artists that everyone knew. Now there's just, there's so many. I mean, we've got amazing artists like Sampa the Great. Nick Cave is playing a couple of special shows at Hanging Rock. Um, We'll call them Australian. Crowded House are doing (laughs) a couple of amazing shows as part of the event as well. Uh, One Night Out in Wodonga. Um, Paul Kelly's part of the event. Um, great artists like Tash Sultanas playing down at uh, down in uh, Phillip Island, and it's uh, you know two thirds of the artists that are part of the always live event are Victorian artists. So it was all about supporting. Uh, not only bringing the biggest biggest international artists to Australia, but supporting our own as well. Listening
0: to Matt uh, Gadinsky at the moment, uh, amazing announcement for live music in Victoria. It's a, it's a brilliant initiative. And those of us that had the pleasure of meeting your, your late great father, we'd be hovering over the dump button right now, Matt, if he was uh, with us. <laughs> Famous uh, for his uh, enthusiasm and passion. and I mean, uh, you can hear his passion in mm. your voice as well. Have you got a story to share with us? Because any time I was around him, he just smiled, it made you laugh, and there was always something... Happening?
6: What? What's a memory you could maybe share with us? Oh, well, I don't think they'd let him do too many live-to-air interviews uh, <laughs> because usually they'd have to, uh, yeah, you know, put a few uh, bleep a few things out. And uh, he was famous for doing some great interviews on on <laughs> Triple M with uh, Mick Malloy and many others over the over the years as well. But um, look, you know, this was a big. Pa- this was sort of a passion project for my dad. Something that was so important to him, he'd really worked to try get the government support for the Australian music industry for so long and the Victorian music industry. So he'd be sitting there smiling that um, I've managed, uh, not my, just myself, but me and the team have managed to bring it together. Um, and make it a reality you're bringing out robbie williams for the
2: grand final congratulations from what i was told gil rang out man matt and said blank check you just need I'll just get him, to out. Someone him and this is the man he called because he delivers so so he plays a set on grand final day Is is that robbie decides that or do you consult like who decides what robbie will play here on grand final day
6: yeah it's obviously you know grand final entertainment's always a you know, a lot of attention on it every yeah. year and uh, a lot of love, a lot of hate. So look, Robbie's one of the greatest artists I think we've been able to secure to yeah. play the grand final. It's going to be amazing. We work together with Robbie's team to, to deliver something that's not only um, going to be right for the, fa- for the for the audience there, but that's in line with what he does. And I can tell you, I can't give away too much, but it's going to be an amazing spectacle um, on September 24. And not only... You know, Having the grand final back at the MCG, mm. it's such an important, important year. And um, I know he's super excited to do it as well. Often the night before, Matty,
2: the artist sort of plays a last-minute gig where you can maybe sometimes sneak in the door. Are we, are we thinking Robbie could do that? And then generally, so could the, you uh, look uh, up for tickets Friday huddle style? <laughs>
6: Look, if he did, I'd give you guys tickets. But at the moment, he's playing exclusively at the MCG.
4: he <laughs> <laughs> yeah. wink a little bit yeah. there.
0: Yeah.
4: <laughs> Is there an issue with artists of that calibre, Matt, coming to
6: the MCG in a daytime experience? It's always a challenge with any event. I mean, you know, we could make it. We, we saw even uh, in, uh, in, in Brisbane a couple of years ago and in, and in WA last year, it was, you know, having a bit of night makes it such more of a spectacle for the entertainment. It's a challenge with certain artists. I can, I won't name names, but there's many artists we've approached to do it before that would love to be a part of it if it was in the if yeah. the game was at night. Hmm. Um, but I also think with you know, with technology these days and just the amazing, sort of, you know, what you can do, you can make it fantastic in in the day as well. So. Look, I, I, I personally love a day grand final, so I, I never, I never push uh, to, to to make it night f- just for the artists. But um, you know, it does make it difficult to to uh, you know make it the spectacle that we all want it to be. And too many the people get
1: there. Too many people remember Meatloaf. I think. Will the Saints get
6: there? <laughs> uh, maybe in my lifetime, <laughs> we we'll <wait and> <laughs> The Skadiski
0: family very Massive passionate. Saints. At, uh, Saints fans and Matt and Michael, and I understand the uh, mid game. Shane Warne, oh. Matt Michael Gidinsky, the WhatsApp uh, used to fly off the handle. Is that correct or not?
6: Yeah, no, it's uh, it's, it's it's calmed down. Unfortunately, without uh, without Dad and Warney with us anymore. But um, yeah, look, I, I'm a very passionate Saints supporter. I've watched uh, more grand final losses than I like to uh, like to. I can count them on one hand still, <laughs> which is uh, which is good. But yeah, you know, look, it's uh, I love the footy, love the Saints, and. Um, you know, hopefully we can get there sometime soon. Your
2: father was always best on ground at Warnie's Boxing Day function, where you would get lasagna for dinner or lasagna for <laughs> dinner, and he he opened the house, but your father was always best on ground and not easy to get best on ground yeah, that... at, at a shame Warn function. What are you listening to at the moment? A mate of mine put me on to King Stingray,
6: who are some pretty cool cats. Yeah. What, what are you into? King Stingray is one. I can't believe you mentioned them. They're an amazing up-and-coming First Nations Australian artist. Um you know, we've got some amazing acts coming through, including this lady, Mia Ray that's fantastic, another First Nations artist, um, Budra, who, who, who's, who's great as well. And like I said earlier, there's so much great Australian talent. Bit of Amel and the there, Sniffers? I don't mind Amel and the Sniffers. We had them support the Foo Fighters earlier in the year. Um, the Sniffers? Amel <laughs> and the Sniffers. <laughs> right. Huge act. Uh, you know, acquired, well, I think acquired, acquired taste, but, yeah, they, they go well. <laughs> Where's Jed at? How come they haven't released anything in a while? <laughs> um i can't tell you we actually just uh there was a tv special i saw recently sort of highlighting their um you know th- their story and um you know what a band that what a band they were but the amount of australian artists having success on the global stage now which used to be few and far between is just um is just amazing to see can you get the stones out here oh they're hard work are they Right.
0: Okay.
2: But there wasn't a no. No,
4: no <laughs> There we'll, wasn't no, a no. No, no, <laughs> no hey,
6: we'll more work on it. Matt, if you want to get, not, a... I said not to talk about the stuff. Okay. Matt, right if you
0: on. want to get a rock with style show going up, we have your host oh. uh, here in yeah. the studio. You can name any band, any song, any song. No, I can't. Jason no, Duns, any genre. Matt, we're not joking. We, we had no. we had a
2: beat the chief quiz for two years where we'd play. Uh, five seconds of a song and a listener would come in. It was a frequently 9-1 drubbing. is yeah. unbelievable. A, a lot
1: more
6: commercial than what you would be. Well, hold on. If we want to reignite on. that one, one week, I'm happy to come in and oh, go ahead. Man. with the G. That's G. our grand like final. Yes. That is. coming
1: about
2: two. one night only, oh, as you it. It. would yeah, you say. you go without
6: the delay.
1: Yeah. One,
6: yes. one night only,
2: yeah. Don't
1: bring a knife to a gunfight. <laughs> <laughs> now, how do people get tickets to Always Live? Is it
2: you know, How do we get tickets to any of the amazing acts Are we at that point... Yet or yeah, not?
6: best look. Some of the shows are already on sale. Best to just head to the Always Live website. Okay. Tickets are available through all the usual outlets: Ticket Tech, Ticketmaster. Um, but yeah, with so many different shows, there's different different arrangement for each of them. And so many, like I said, of, of Victoria's great um, music companies and promoters involved. Everyone sort of has their. There's not one outlet to get okay. them from, but you know, easy e- easy to find and. You know, amazing coup to have Dua Lipa, one of the biggest pop stars in the world, playing yes. um, an intimate show at the Palais Theatre on October 30. And that's what Always Live's all about. You know, unique, exclusive, only in Melbourne moments. And um, You You're know, a Dua
1: Lipa fan, Chief? Uh, I've only hear a little bit of it.
6: Okay.
1: Don't mind it.
2: There you go. So he's very good. He um, now, we're all free on that Friday night, just in case, Robbie, you want to just practice <laughs> yeah. the vocals, just get anything working, just let us know and we'll be there. We'll
6: let you know, mate.
2: Hey, Maddie, you're a star, uh, always live. Hey, well done on uh, bringing all these acts and yep. bringing a lot of joy and happiness to a lot of people who, as you said, after COVID, we've all been a bit flat. So good
6: Thanks, luck for you on the same. Yeah, fantastic. Thanks for having me here, guys. Thanks, mate.
0: Triple M rocks footy. Oh, she's a hot footy.
2: This is the Triple M Footy Preview for TaylorMade Golf, the all-new stealth driver from TaylorMade with a 60-layer carbon face oh, that delivers very good. an unparalleled distance of beginners. You like the old uh, stealth? Uh, very good gear. All very right. Uh, time for a nice Top 5. Late in the show, and he's got his nose out of joint because he thinks he's a 1st three. Oh No, Howard. <laughs> and, uh, so let's
3: get straight into okay. it because we haven't got time for the stinger now. Okay. It's all about feedback. We love feedback. Juddy was gift. big. Juddy was big on feedback. So... <laughs> Raiders coach during the week, Ricky Stewart, had some really solid oh, feedback. For coaching this an week. Opposing player. Yeah. So here it is. We don't condone this, but here it is.
6: Fisher Harris taps. They're, they're accidents, you know. And, and in this collision game, I understand that. But you know, where Salmon kicked Tommy, he don't know him. And
0: I've had history with that kid. I know that kid very well. He's, he was a weak gutted dog as a kid, and he hasn't changed now. He's a weak gutted dog person now.
3: That is yes. a stronger feedback and spray from a coach. and So I wanted to go back through history, and we, oh. we've done this before. Cocky's right
4: back to, too, Brownie. Suspended for a two, week. Two weeks, R- yes. Rightly, Rightly so. And
3: I wanted to find some new stuff that we haven't had, because we've all heard the, uh, the Ron Barassi stuff, the Malcolm Blight with the, the pathetic Pittman. Pittman. So uh, let's get into some feedback. And Shaquille O'Neal was one of the greats of all time. But this is how I want you to address a player who hasn't quite played that well or probably not lived up to your expectations. I need you to listen to this really closely. From the start when he speaks, it's a bit muffled at the start. at the start, but he's interviewing Donovan Mitchell before a game.
5: By the a Shaq, I, I said tonight that uh you are one of my favorite players, but you don't have what it takes to get to the next level. I said it on purpose. I wanted you to hear it. What do you have to say about that? All right. That's it. <laughs> that's it? All right, that's it. Okay, cool. I mean, I you I, I, I've been hearing, well, I've been hearing that since my rookie year. You know, I'm just gonna get okay, better and well, do what I do. Good. At the end well, of the day, well, that's what I wanted
1: you to hear you say.
3: I wanted you to hear it. So he wanted him to hear it. So that was as awkward as you get for the Shaq. Uh, so that was Shaquille O'Neal talking to Donovan Mitchell. I want you to ask a question like that on Channel 7, Duke. Now, the next one is a guy called Colin Cowherd, and he runs a huge sporting podcast. Love him. Two million followers on social media, and he was speaking about Aaron Rodgers, who's been a bit loose drinking hallucinogenic tea. Uh, he just felt like he needed a strong woman in his life. So listen to Colin. Lots of people have tried
2: this psychedelic tea. They're called hippies, burnouts, and affluent people with too much time on their hands and nobody in their life to call out their crap. Aaron's got no owner, no real relationship with his brother or his parents, and no wife. I'm semi serious here, but I like my pro athletes to be married to strong women. They call you out on their crap
3: as strong a feedback as you'll get out. That was only last week, too. So a lot of these uh, happened a long time. That was last week about Aaron Rodgers. Whew. So number three is a guy called David Bennett, uh, and he is a college football coach over in Carolina, and he wanted to give his side a little bit of feedback because he felt that they were getting a little bit soft.
1: Now, told our players, you need to be more like a dog. We don't need a bunch of cats in here looking in the mirror do i look good i got my extra bands on i got my other shoes on. be a dog we don't need no meows we don't need no cats we need more dogs
3: So next time you go down and you speak to the dogs, I want you to go with that. You need people like dog shit. So (laughs) this is a quick version. So number two, this is a local I love local football. This is AFL now. I love a guy called Shane Lennon. He's got a few hits on YouTube, but feedback he gave to his side, but he also instructed them on how to build a house as well.
2: A game of foot is like building a house, isn't it? Brick by brick, oh, yeah, so a game of footies won a
7: contest at a time. And that's how we've done it so far, and that's how we're going to do it again this quarter. Come on, boys. Right? Remember the marathon runner? <coughs> the whistle went, he runs, doesn't he?
0: And he runs, and he's focused, and he keeps running, and when it gets hard, he pushes through it, and he pushes through it. When he gets to the winning line, he faints, because he's that rooted. That's what we're going to do.
4: Right? Like the boxer. We fight one more round, we get knocked down, we get up. We fight one more round. And I'll tell you something else, boys. We've got them on the ropes. So we're going to knock them out.
3: So the that was come on. Shane Lennon, local footy. Got, he's got about three or four different ones on YouTube. <laughs> he's a, a poet. Yeah. He
2: went from a house <laughs> to <laughs> a
1: boxing. He crammed yeah. a bit too much <laughs> to the yeah. <laughs> marathon run. To the marathon run. They
3: won the game, though. <laughs> okay. But overall, the best feedback is 360 feedback, and this is it. <laughs>
1: No, he's round with the winger. Right, right okay. No, okay.
2: no, 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 no.
3: <laughs> F***ing <laughs> run, Will! Give it off quick! Rock it, rock it, rock it. We can't think. We can't think. It's all right. Come on, come on, come on. Come Glad on. Let me to again! game! <laughs> <laughs> him! <laughs> so that is a great rocket. That is <laughs> no not him. That is a clever impersonator. <laughs> there is no bigger feedback <laughs> than Rocket. That's a clever impersonator. That's Dr. That's Doctor audio. Audio. And, <laughs> he's a vegetarian, with <laughs> these sausage rolls. Rocket. Shut up. The footies is on Triple M. Triple M rocks footy.